This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are in for a treat all the way from South Korea. Uh, no, nothing is wrong with your camera if you're doing watching us on YouTube. Now, if you're listening to us, I said South Korea, but it's going to be that West African accent that you hear. So nothing is wrong with your audio either. I have Karamoko Yuri, and he is an author about the Self-Improvement Journal. He's also an entrepreneur, and he's in South Korea because he serves this country proud in the military, and we all want to thank him for his service. Karamoko, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. You're doing good, doing good, man. I know you're fresh from the gym. I just did my 10-plus miles on my bike, I, and I just, I'm fresh off. So I, I feel you. I feel the energy. Um, let the people know, you know, kind of just your background, because you come, I mean, you signed up for the military, the army of all things, but you escaped a war as a young man. So give them just a brief background of where you come from. Uh, my name is Karamoko. Um, I was born in Sierra Leone. I say in West Africa. Um, I grew up in Sierra Leone, like you're saying. Um, yeah, I experienced uh, some of the, uh, the war. We had a war when, while, I was, while I was over there, when I was little. Um, we had a little civil war and... Um, I almost got killed, you know, you know, to cut long story short. Um, yeah, I was there and um, I experienced all that, um, the hardship. And um, there was there was there was actually a time where I almost got uh, a RPG flew past us and hit the uh, like a building that was kind of close to where, where we was at. So. And um, I, I'm I'm in I'm in the military now. I'm in the I'm in the U.S. I'm in the military. I came to the U.S. when I was about 13, and um, I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia. I just published my first book. It's called The Self Empowerment Journal. Um, it's pretty much it. It's about me. Well, I mean, there's so much in that, and I know some people will say. Coming from a civil war as a, you know, a child, what made you then say, hey, I might possibly go back into war? And I know you've done some tours in Afghanistan. What made you say, I want more of that? Because you could have easily just, you know, kicked back, went to school, um, said, hey, I'm never going to fight again because I come from the. So for one, you know, I like I like the challenge. I like. You know, I like challenging myself. Um, before I joined the army, I pretty much I worked a lot of different jobs. Um, jobs that like uh, some of my friends at the time will not will like to work. You know, I try. Um, I just see my my life as a journey, and um, so and I like the adventures that come with it. So I always like try to put myself in position that will kind of like challenges me. Um, but as far as the military, so yeah, that's one of the reasons. It's just me trying to uh, do something that would challenge me, and also it was because uh, I was I was I was going to college. Uh, I was uh, in Virginia. I was attending the Virginia Commonwealth 
University. At the time, I had a lot going on. Um, I, I lost my job. I was to the point that I was going to be homeless, you know. So the military was the next best option at that time. So that's I, that's the lead, one of the reasons why. I okay. And, and I mean, you know, things happen in life where you never know what's what you'll have to do. Some people are sitting very comfortable during these COVID times and some people's lives have been turned around. But at any time, any anybody could have, you know, it could flip. You know, one thing for the good, for the bad, something, you know, change is inevitable and that steady sometimes isn't as steady. So you have to have, you know, a backup. You know, that's why I stay fit in case Uncle Sam ever calls on me and I say, hey, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. You know, let me be able to do my PT right now and, and, and ready to get it in. But let me ask you. Are you an adrenaline junkie? And if you are, do you think coming from that civil war where you're like, I've already seen the worst. So my mind is accustomed to whatever I might see, you know, in the U.S. war, people hear us going into war zones, but that doesn't necessarily mean you see action. So do you think you're an adrenaline junkie at all? Uh, I don't consider myself an adrenaline. A lot of things from outside looking in, it looks really Super, it, it, it's different from when you're actually doing it, you know? So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't, I, I wasn't doing this to like, you know, try to be that tough guy type of thing or uh, looking for some, you know, action or whatnot. No, it was just, uh, it was something at the time, it was a tough decision for me to make. And it was just, what needed to happen at the time, it, you know, that was one of the op, uh, the option that was readily available to me. So that's why I went ahead and took it. Okay. And I had to ask that question because, you know, there are a lot of guys in the service who do like the adrenaline or they like the thought of adrenaline. And you even have, I have some buddies who we went to college and they were doing their ROTC and everything, but they couldn't wait once they graduated, you know, with their master's, some even with their PhD to hold that big 50 cal. And I said, you're in the air force. If you don't stop, you know, give the Marines or the army back their gun, you know? And, and so I just got to ask because if you are an adrenaline junkie it's not a bad thing it's just you know i i like the adrenaline i like the rush i'm from okanda i don't know if you know where okanda is but that's oakland california after you see black panther and i'm i like the adrenaline i, I ride bulls you know i do stuff where my wife's like i'm glad i got life insurance on you because that adrenaline i just kind of need it or you know my mind doesn't always process the same so I, I got to ask for my own self to see if I'm the only one out there like that. But when writing this book, you know, you're in the military. Did folks look at you, friends, family or colleagues like, wait, you're in the military. What are you going to do? Write a book? Did they look at you like you were odd? Not necessarily. No. Um, if actually a lot of people were inspired by it just because um uh, with the military, the schedule is really, it's really tight. Um, it's hard to do any side hustle. So it was more of a, uh, a lot of people took it as a motivation or an inspiration. Hey, no, that's good that, you know, you didn't get the, 
the 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 doubt a lot of times when you try to do something different people look at you like you can't do that or why are you doing it or you know they say things like oh he wrote a little book over there and it's like well if if i sell a million copies you won't be calling it that so <laughs> but you know i i noticed when doing research you also are an entrepreneur outside of you writing a book so tell me about your businesses that you know you have and that you have um promoted and tagged on instagram and that's where i'm referencing that entrepreneurship yeah so um i have a an online store um so if you go on my website i have a merch i sell merchandise um if you go on my website kwoori.com there's a link on there um i I have a like a clothing website where i sell t-shirts and and, and things like that online. Um, I also do like a uh, partnership with some companies. Um, like um, there, there's this one company that they, they, they sell fitness um, pre-workouts and um, what you call it? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> they sell like nutrition and fitness. Okay. Thing. Yeah, those, okay. So I I do like a pull move for them from time to time. But so you're like the male fashion nova. You got endorsements and a brand ambassador, um paid to post type type stuff. W- what made you get into, you know, the the fitness and the shirts, the apparel and even, you know, being a brand ambassador while serving? So, um I will, I like going to the gym. It was some. It's just it just come natural to me. Like I'm always in the gym, and uh, it was just something that I, I was already doing. And uh, so when uh, I had this one company that reached out to me and say, you know, based off of like videos that I post and uh, pictures and things like that, and they were just wanted me to be a, a brand ambassador for them. So that kind of like motivate me to like you know what this is something that i could do on a bigger scale so in the beginning it was more like a hobby like i just naturally just go to the gym and and so now i'm looking to try to create a business around it so that's okay it becomes becomes small yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. I liked one of your shirts where it said, um, here I am. What are your other two wishes? And I <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, oh, man, that the, the male genie in a bottle, you know, um, that that was that was awesome. So are you doing your own designs or how do you come up with your ideas for your clothing? So it's a combination of both. Like, So I do I do most I do. Uh, when I was in high school, I took some graphic design classes. So I do some of uh, the designs myself, and um, sometimes I I reach out to other people to get different ideas, different inspiration. Um, the the name of the, the clothing store, as you can tell, uh, I just I'm just waking up right now, so I'm like I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. Which no, you're I good. Up, it's it's about six in the morning on my side. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, the name of my clothing store is called Uplift Clothing. It's U-P-L-Y-F-C uh, clothing.com. 
So yeah, I, I, I make some of the designs myself and sometimes I branch out to other people and uh, they help me out with some of the designs. Okay, and all those links, you guys, will be in the description box and, you know, check it out because, you know, it is some interesting stuff. Like I, I had mentioned the... Um, the, the one I just mentioned and even uh, the self-improvement, you know, it seems like self-improvement, that is the brand. That is what you are all about, people improving themselves. And there's no better time to push that than now because people need it worldwide. You know, I don't know the last time you've been to Sierra Leone, but I know everybody that I know who has gone there, they have to self-improve on their mental when they're landing at your interesting airport because there's no airport like a Sierra Leone airport and you guys go YouTube or Google that you know it's a mission whatnot um and, and a photo op so self-improvement was there ever a time that you dealt with like doubting yourself or any type of depression yeah um you know in the early stages like when I uh when I first came to the U.S. um I think like sometime like around after high school, um, just I faced a lot of challenges and um, there were times that I, you know, I've I encountered a lot of negative people too. So, you know, like the uh, the more you surround yourself with people that are negative, you start to believe some of those things, and mm-hmm. um, so I. There was there was some times where I was like doubting myself, you know. I was I, I thought I wasn't, you know, good enough or I can't do certain things. But those are all just uh, it was just later I find after I go through like the self development, I find out those were just like self uh, uh just perception, just make believe things, and it happens. Uh, it happens to a lot of people. A lot of people go through that, you know. A lot of people that I meet, um, they do have like, they have greater potential, but they never take the time to explore it just because they feel like they're not good enough. They are, they, they've been told that they're not good enough or they've tried and failed on a lot of things. So they feel like that's the, the narrative, like they can't go any further, they can't do anything beyond their current circumstances. So, Growing up, I do fate. I, I encounter some of those uh, negative beliefs too about myself. Well, you know the, the the scriptures tell us you are perfectly made, and so from from your Creator. But what are some of those things for you coming? You know, as a a, a young man to a new country, do you think it was because? you immigrated do you think it was because you were in a state that i've lived uh briefly in virginia i mean the confederate flag to this day <laughs> still hangs in a lot of places do you think it was the uh, i'm just black um you know is it because i might be able to speak 23 languages that's the official languages in um sierra leone and they can only speak one so if i say something different people you know whether they even look like me they'll talk about you know how I say something like what do you think it was yeah um it's just a uh, a combination of uh, a lot of different things um so s- some people um they do things what 
they do things to other people, things that have been done to them. You know, it just it become part of their nature. Um, so I did experience a lot of you know people that try to bring me down. Um, but uh, I, I just believe it's a combination of all the things you just said. You know, coming into a new country, um, it's a different culture, different uh, way of doing things. So it was just a combination of all these little things. Okay. And, you know, Sierra Leone, though, is one of, I mean, it has a unique history because, um, you know, many say, and and it's just the, the facts, was colonized by freed slaves who, to this day right now, we're seeing a lot of Black Americans who want to go to Africa. I'm Mr. Africa. So when we start talking Africa, I'm, I'm just going to go there. That I tell Black Americans, when you go to these countries, make sure you don't go trying to save the people. You're not Jesus. And uh, all you can do is bring your money home and spend it and learn to clear your mind and assimilate as much as you can, which makes sense. Because when people come to America, we always expect people to kind of assimilate, you know, to do business. So um, having that unique history, was there any, you know, um, maybe offspring or Americans where you kind of understood the culture in America since Sierra Leone was colonized by freed slaves and you know many black americans go to sierra leone maybe you were able to you know get assimilated because even sierra leone rap is like you would have thought k-man was from la you know if you didn't know (laughs) Uh, so just like how how did that work for you were you used to um, uh, black americans especially or even white americans when you came over here yeah yeah so i was used to um you know just through the media, like, um, when I was growing up in Sierra Leone, we used to watch, uh, like, hip-hop videos and, you know, watch American movies. So a lot of that, a lot of that stuff transpired to how people act and dress. So we kind of have a glimpse of the culture, you know, with the help of, you know, the TV, because we watch a lot of TV and... Um, reading magazines and things like that, uh, we kind of get uh, an idea of what the culture is like. Um, yeah, so uh, Sierra Leone was actually colonized by a great Britain. And um, the, one of the, the main languages, uh, Creole, which is broken down English. So it's like English is also taught at school and um, English is the it's the official language, so a lot of the things kind of already we already have a glimpse of the culture, the way of doing things. So it's not okay. like it's not as uh, as you know. Um, there's a generalization of Africa, right? That's being showed in in the media a lot of times. Um, it's not like people out there butt naked chasing uh, animals and things like that. It's, it, I mean, it is in some places, but it's not like what it, what they made it seem on the Discovery Channel. It, it, I mean, it's 
it's nothing like they see. And somebody will hear you say that and say, see, I told you. He 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 said they were chasing. No, you go to, you know, uh, Mombasa, Nairobi, South Africa, Ethiopia, Cameroon. I've been to all those places. Ain't never a time I'm seeing anybody chasing an animal. And only the one time, because I was with the group travel, did I go to a safari, did I see the zebras. Now, you can see all the zebras and the elephants if you want to go rural. But let's be honest. Most Americans, especially black Americans, they didn't come to Africa to do all that. They're trying to turn up. So, and I'm glad you said colonized by the British because that's an argument somebody will say, well, Kellen, they were they were colonized by the British first, but then the British, like they did Australia, dumped off what they didn't want to deal with, you know, and, and they dumped off slaves there. And, and there is to this day, I believe you correct me if I'm wrong, still a beef between like the two classes. You know, if your ancestors had come from here, uh, you know, there, there, there's that tension. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so yeah, there's there is a tension. There's a thing called tribalism. So the different tribes are fighting each other. They're going against each other. So it's just like any other place. Like uh, I represent this part, you know. So this is my place. You cannot come over here, or you cannot try to come control me. Or I want to be in control of you. It's it's kind of like that. The, the same thing as it, the universal thing that people always uh, fight about, you know, whenever there's a difference in either culture or there's a difference in, you know, skin color or race, there's always that kind of like friction type thing. And it happened am- amongst even our people. Yeah, it happened amongst black people. It happened amongst, you know, other cultures too. It's one of those things. But it's everywhere. I mean, it's in Spain. You know, you got parts of Spain. You got, you know, parts of Africa. You got parts of America, even Texans. I know you know some Texans. They'll always tell you um, we can succeed. A Texan will always tell you we can succeed and be our own if we want to be the same way an Ethiopian will always tell you they've never been colonized. That's just, you know, without a doubt, that's what you're going to hear. So, you know, tell me. When was the last time you had been back to Sierra Leone? I went back in 2015, I think, around 2015. Okay. And do you have, you know, business ideas or anything that you do there? Um, and do you have any plans of, you know, in the future, you know, building your, your dream home maybe there and um, living there and, you know, relaxing? Because let's be honest, man, when you're, it's nothing like home. It's nothing like, you know, this is a rat race that we're we're all in, trying to keep up and keep up with the Joneses. But I just want to know for you, do you find it comfortable knowing that there's that, you know, past trauma that you had to deal with? Um, yeah, not necessarily comfortable, but um, I do, I do, uh, to answer your first question, I do, um, I have ideas, you know, in the future of things that I'll, Mostly, what I what I want to do is like kind of is go back and help help out people, like help out like the people that I grew up with, or just help out my country in general. Um, I have ideas and things that I want to do, like you know, like building a, a school, uh, creating some kind of a learning environment that's that's uh, easily affordable, so 
uh, the young, the youth, the young kids that are going up in hardship. Um, I, yeah, I do have ideas of things that I want to do, and um, we'll see how everything works out. Um, okay, I mean, and that's a very, um, I don't want to say easy thing that you'll be able to do. But school is changing, especially we've seen with COVID. School can be online. To me personally, I mean, you you did school out here. I personally don't think school, the traditional method, teaches all that it could teach. But that's my take. I think a lot of it is just busy work. But, um, you know, you can do this stuff online and keep it moving and, you know, keep your your curriculum and tailor tailor make it to what history really was and not what those books a lot of times that weren't written in Sierra Leone or anywhere in Africa, you know. So let, let, let's get into you being an author with the self-improvement. Will this be your last book? And if not, do you, what do you see yourself, you know, writing next and when um yeah i have uh i have ideas i have i have a bunch of ideas for what my next book is going to be um no this this will definitely not be my last um i'm still i'm i'm not i haven't started the process of writing it yet because i'm still trying to market my this trying to go through the marketing phase for this one um so we'll see. Um, I'll probably do like a survey to see what uh, people would like to um, hear uh, or pe- what people would like to know. But um, in general, um, I feel like uh, self-improvement or self-help is, uh, is, is a vital field. You know, it's something that can help a lot of people. It's something that is always needed. So... Most likely, my next book will be something in the, will be something in the uh, personal development, uh, self improvement. You know, I like, like I say, I, I went through a, a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, negative beliefs, um, and I was able to overcome it through uh, personal development. And I think a lot of people can benefit from it too. So there's always a need for uh, self improvement. So. My next book will most likely be in the field of uh, self-development. And I mean, people can always, you know, look at your story and be inspired by it because you hear, you know, I mean, maybe school in America was interesting to you, but it was probably easier in America because everybody that I know that's come over, they could dang near teach the class that they're in. And I know that you talked about in your book, you had to write, you know, walk 30 minutes sometimes in the hot sun and, and 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 you probably never had to do that in america you know that would almost be like child abuse the bus would like come get you and hey come jump in you don't have to you know do that i i walked to school i i never had a problem with it but it was a different time a different day but so the self-improvement is really your lane besides the books do you see yourself focusing on your YouTube and, you know, showing people how to improve every day, maybe some workout courses um, or, you know, teaching some um, 
Patreon type classes. I'm a YouTube consultant. Like I have influencers, right? So I'm always thinking what would work and having a Patreon would definitely work. Um, and maybe nowadays even having an OnlyFans because you don't have to be naked to be on OnlyFans. You just have to, you know, <laughs> submit it. So what, what do you think about taking it from the book to online to even doing like TED Talks um, once things, you know, clear out with COVID? Yeah, uh, COVID is kind of slowing everything down right now. I uh, now that you mentioned that, I did uh, apply for a TED talk. Um, so yeah, like like I mentioned before, I like challenges. I like so one of my weakness or one of the things that I'm scared to do is talk in front of a large group of people. So um, I reached out to a couple of people. Um, I I took leave uh, around November to go promote my book. And um, I reached out to a couple of people that I that were offering to do um, like a TED talk, but um, it was, it was, uh, it didn't work out just because of the COVID. A lot of the shows got canceled, but yeah, that's something that's in um, one of my to do, like things that I'm looking forward to do. Um, TED talk and um, I'm still, um, I'm shooting videos like when I go to the gym I'm also uh, looking to expand on that, like try to, um, I know there are a lot of people that um, that go to the gym and they just need that motivation or, you know, need a couple of pointers and, you know, things like that. I'm not saying I'm the best, but uh, I try to stay consistent. So in the future, that's something that I'll try to expand on. I'm already, I already have a couple of videos on YouTube that, um, uh, was that you know just videos when I, just me having fun just going to the gym or when we do like a couple of boxing trainings and things like that but um i'm looking to expand on it in the future okay and while in south korea you are a single man right no no i'm not okay you married yes Okay, I'm, I'm glad I didn't mention, you know, he'll have your bride price ready, ladies. You know, some of you guys would get get excited. Um, that's 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 a beautiful thing. Now, how does that work? You know, being married, being in the military and then having to travel, you know, possibly every two to four years. Um, it's it's hard, but, you know, you just got to uh, everything. It's all about. um knowing where you're going, you know, just having a goal, you know. So it's like, like, I already, ha I, I know what I want in life. Like, I know where I'm trying to get to. And um, so all the actions in between is it's towards that end goal. So um, as far as with the military, it, it, it is, it's, it's tough. It's, it's it's kind of hard. The schedule, uh, schedule is a little sporadic sometimes, um, but um, it's all about staying consistent. Um, just planning yourself. Like, like um, I woke up at four thirty this morning just to go to the gym and make it back in time for this interview. Um, I could have just skipped. I could not have gone to. I could just be like, I can't make. It's Sunday. It's Sunday on our side. You know. It's, uh, but um, when you have a goal and you have a bigger picture, you have something you're working towards. Um, once you have that clear, that clarity, everything else in between just kind of contribute. So, you know, it's easy. Um, it's easy to just navigate 
So having a, a goal kind of like helped me know exactly what I need to do and stay focused. Now, now let me ask you, your wife is there with you in South Korea? Yes. Is, is she an American, South Korean, African? She's, uh, she's from South Africa. She's from South Africa. Okay. Now, now that makes it interesting. Um, that makes it interesting. South Africa. And is she um, black African, a Mzungu? <laughs> <laughs> I just got to ask. Yeah, yeah, she's black. She's black. Okay, I'm going here. I'm going somewhere with this because for you both to adapt in South Africa, I mean, you stick out, which it could be a great thing or it could be a difficult thing. I mean, I have friends over in Asia who became movie stars. You know, they, they were lawyers back at home, but they're movie stars in Asia. So how does that work for, for y'all? And tell your wife, Sabona, when you see her. Um, uh, how does that work? And do you guys have kids? Or are you working on with kids? Yeah, I got a daughter. Uh, yeah. Are you asking how does that work in terms of like uh, schedule? Or- no, just like adapting to the, the culture, because where you might want to say, hey, where's the Getty? She might say, where's the Encima? And there's nowhere to be found in South Korea. So we're going to have to, you know, say, OK, Bogogi, it is. <laughs> I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, so um, with the military on base, they have um, uh, it is it is difficult to get some of the things. Um, but on post, they have um, like the commissary. They got uh, the, you know it's just stuff that you will find at Walmart as far as cooking. Like we um, it, we just do the basics, like you know, get chicken. Um, what you call it, seasoning, and uh, they they have all the stuff that that will need the basic stuff that which uh, we work with what we have, and yeah, we try not to overthink oh. it. Okay, so you guys are content, but if 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 your wife goes through an airport and sees a Nando's, she probably lose her mind just because she, you know, it may not be there in South Korea. Maybe Nando's is there, but I doubt it. I haven't seen it. You're right. You're right. She is definitely, she, she go crazy about Nando's. Like, uh, in the States, um, uh, in DC, like when we go to DC, they, they have a lot of Nando's around, uh, that area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, um, she makes sure we stop at the Nando's anytime we go to like DC and they have a couple of Nando's in Virginia. So yeah, she, she do go crazy. Okay, and some of y'all are like, oh, you know, Kellen, I, I got a gift. It is a gift from God, y'all. That's that's all that it is. But um, that that's a that's a beautiful thing. I, I love to hear that story, and and that's really a book in itself. Uh, I also write books, and we even have a publishing company because I knew I wanted to write multiple books, and I write books on like my family's adventures. So I would definitely just give you a hint to say you you got so many books in you because being you know black being african in south korea and just making that work and and just exposure in the life and the experiences that your daughter will have that others will say you did what you know and and how do you know that and maybe she even knows you know some korean do you feel safe being in south korea yeah i feel i feel safe um the korean people are very uh, very nice um 
and uh, I'm here with a, a, a good group of people, so um, I feel I feel safe. Um, yeah, I just okay. feel just like being in the states. Really. Okay, same thing, and I and I just say that because a lot of just like Africa has a you know, a, a stigma on it of when you go there and the things you're going to see or the things you're going to encounter uh, South Korea. And, you know, I'll say much of Asia has it where, oh, they don't they don't like us, you know, and you're going to if you sit on a bus, they're going to get up, which you could get that same thing here in America, which many don't understand. So I just want you to kind of, you know, I'm glad that you said you feel safe and, you know, the same as the states. <laughs> But um, what is the um, for you with all the success that you have had and that you're going to have in the future because the best is yet to come? What is your community give back that you are doing or that you're going to do in the future? Uh, in the future, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, so. I, I used I, I used to. I'm like, I like helping, right? So I used to, um, before I joined the army, I used to like try to look up like community service where I could like volunteer to help. And uh, part of the reason too, when I, why, why I joined the army, part of it is kind of like, you know, we contributing to something uh, greater. Cause I feel like uh, when I was in Sierra Leone, um, we didn't have a organized, you know, army to protect the people, you know, so I, I, I like the way America, uh, what, what they have in the U.S., you know, being able to try to protect its citizens. So, um, and it, it makes everything so peaceful, you know. So, and uh, compared to my country, everything was a little chaos and disorganized. Um, so part of, part of the reason why I joined the Army was you know, to contribute to that and to, you know, just be, be part of, I, I, I want, my intent was to be part of something great, greater than myself. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I don't have anything concrete uh, yet in mind, but I know, I know that uh, that's something that's in the back of my head, like in the future, I'd like to like see how I can help, you know, help out with other people either by, mentoring or just like being a positive role model um, for people uh, younger generations um, okay. but yeah I don't have anything concrete yet set in place well you know being an African being married to an African it's going to be something you know because somebody that you guys know is either going to have a baby or somebody's going to die and there's going to be give backs on top of give backs, you know, when you have to give, give, give something, trying to teach the audience, you know, in, in Africa, whether someone's born or dead, you're going to give something, you know, it may be a goat. It may be a cow. You're going to always be giving something. Uh, I'm, I'm married to a Cameroonian myself for 13 years and have known her for 18, almost 19. And it's she say, hey, I hear you. <laughs> she she, you know, they they the Cameroonians can't be quiet. They hear Cameroon and it's a shout. <laughs> and it's all love. But um, 
I, I just I love I love that. And I love your story. And I encourage you. Yeah, I mean, do all that you can do because your story needs to be heard in schools worldwide while you're building them. Um, I don't know if you're looking at becoming part of Toastmasters, but that's a great way. If you do have any you know, anxiety for all of us. Toastmasters helps us become better speakers. And so, you know, I can't wait to see you on that Les Brown Toastmaster circuit. Do you want to leave the people with anything before we take it offline? Uh, one thing that I want to say is, yeah, never, uh, whatever you may be going through, whatever situation you are in right now, don't let that situation determine your future. Don't feel like that's the end all be all, you know, like that's the end of your life type of thing, thinking, you know, no matter what you're going through, you you, you have the power to be able to overcome it. You just gotta uh, be consistent and um, just be inspired. Like you can look up other people that have went through similar situations that can give you an inspiration that, you can make it out of it. Um, just keep your head up and continue to move, move forward. Man, you guys have got the game. His links will be in the description box. Make sure you pick up the book. Say hello, even if it's a thank you, and see what's next. Shirts, clothing, book. I mean, sweatshirts, you got it. So make sure you like, share, subscribe. Let somebody else be inspired by what you have heard. Thank you, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.